What is up everyone? It's Quinn here and in today's video I'm going to be talking about five breakout candidates for the 2023 season. So all of these players are going to be younger options. I think they're all heading into like their second or third NFL seasons and maybe they flashed some fantasy success but they really haven't broken in. You know if they're a wide receiver maybe they've been a wide receiver three but this year I think they can break into wide receiver two wide receiver one territory running back same story you know if a quarterback maybe he was a back end QB one last year but I think he can really break into like that mid-tier QB one area so these are players where you may have an opportunity to kind of get them before their value just totally skyrockets you know for the rest of their career if you guys enjoyed the video, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. But let's just jump right into it. And we're going to be starting off with Garrett Wilson. So looking back to last year, he was the wide receiver 30 in points per game as a rookie. And like, that's not really a great finish mid-tier wide receiver three. Doesn't sound great, but considering the situation, I do think it was a pretty impressive season, especially for someone's rookie year. Wilson was targeted 146 times, which was sixth most in the NFL, averaged 8.6 targets per game, which was in the top 15. So we already saw that he could command targets at a pretty high level. He brought in 83 receptions for 1,103 receiving yards. The kind of glaring issue with Garrett Wilson's production was just the touchdowns. He scored four total touchdowns in 17 games. Kind of makes sense when the Jets only threw for 15 touchdowns over an entire 17 game season, which was tied for second worst in the NFL. So he didn't really have a great opportunity to kind of flash a high ceiling on this Jets offense. He was also sixth in unrealized air yards, which, you know, another stat that kind of points to the poor quarterback play. I think naturally Garrett Wilson should be taking a step forward in his second NFL season. We see it a lot, you know, Ride receivers come out, they have an impressive rookie year, they take a big leap heading into year two, but he's also getting a massive quarterback upgrade going from like the quarterback committee of Zach Wilson, Flacco, uh, Mike White, and Chris Streveler to now Aaron Rodgers. I really don't think I can overstate how huge that change in quarterback is actually going to be for Garrett Wilson heading into year two. I understand for some people it might be tough to stomach like his top 10 wide receiver ADP because that's pretty much like the lowest you're going to see him go on pretty much any fantasy football platform, but I do think it's warranted that he goes there. He's already flashed that he's clearly a very talented wide receiver. Now he's going to be getting elite QB play in his second season, so he's going to be my wide receiver 10. I'm pretty in line with consensus, so you know it seems like the general fantasy community expects him to break out so do I. I think he takes that leap from like a mid-tier wide receiver three to a wide receiver one here in the 2023 season. Now the next breakout player is going to be another wide receiver and it is going to be Chris Olave, another second year guy from the same draft class as Garrett Wilson. They also went to college together um, and Chris Olave just barely missed being a top 24 wide receiver last year. He was the wide receiver 25 in points per game. Chris Olave dealt with some similar quarterback issues to Garrett Wilson. I'd say Wilson probably had it worse overall, but you know neither guy were really in great spots to be stud fantasy wide receivers. But just like Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave also flashed an ability to command targets, arguably at a higher level. Um, Olave was 15th in target share. He was had a 29.3% target rate, which was 10th in the NFL. And then probably most impressively, he had a 40.8% air yard share, which was third in the NFL. 
He was also fourth in deep targets while missing two games. So he was able to command targets and he was able to command deep targets, as you can see with that deep target number and then also just the air yard share. That is a huge percentage of his team's air yards. And then just like Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave only scored four touchdowns, which you know should increase in 2023. The Saints really weren't terrible in the passing touchdown department, but if Olave is their wide receiver one, he should definitely see an upgrade. And then he was also a fifth in unrealized air yards. So I think Olave getting the quarterback upgrade from Dalton and Winston to now Derek Carr will definitely help him out this season. It's not going to be close to like the Aaron Rodgers upgrade, but definitely still a significant change at the quarterback position. So I personally view Olave as a top 12 wide receiver heading into this season. I think his ADP is a little bit all over the place. On some platforms, he's going to go like late round two. I think on ESPN, he goes like back end of round three, maybe even three, four turn. If you're able to get him really anywhere in like the third round, fourth round, I think he's a really strong value. I think just like Garrett Wilson, he's going to make that jump from like wide receiver three territory to wide receiver one, or at worst, probably somewhere in like the high end wide receiver two area. I just think another wide receiver who flashed that he's very talented in a better situation with a year of NFL experience. So I do really like Chris Olave uh, heading into this season. Now we're going to switch up the position and head over to the quarterbacks. And I think uh, this could definitely be a breakout season for Trevor Lawrence. He had a great bounce back season after his very tough rookie year, finishes the quarterback 12 in points per game last year. The two main factors in his improvement were the head coaching change and then the upgrade in weapons. Like I almost don't even view his true rookie season as like his rookie season. I kind of feel like last year was his real rookie season, just given how big a disaster the Jaguars were in 2021 with Urban Meyer. But I think heading into his actual year three another guy who should just naturally improve these young guys you expect them to you know build on what they've already shown but now he actually has a true elite wide receiver one to throw to this weapons group of Calvin Ridley Christian Kirk Zay Jones and Evan Ingram like that is looking pretty pretty solid right he took a jump last year with the quarterback change and they added Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram but it was still overall probably a below average group of weapons. I think this is definitely a very strong core he has built around him here. Plus you add, you know, Travis Etienne or Tank Bigsby, whoever's going to be catching passes out of that uh, backfield. There have been multiple young quarterbacks over the last few years who have taken huge leaps after getting paired with a legit wide receiver one. The three most notable ones that I could think of were Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, and then Tua. So Josh Allen jumped from 18.2 to 25.4 points per game after the addition of Stephon Diggs. So that's a seven point per game jump. Jalen Hurts jumped from 21.4 to 25.6 with A.J. Brown. So what is that? 4.2 points. And then Tua went from 14.7 to 18.4 with Tyreek Hill. And that 18.4 number is a little skewed because he left, I think, one or two games early. Um, So you can see those quarterbacks got legit wide receiver ones. They took huge leaps. Maybe you want to argue Calvin Ridley isn't quite in that like Diggs, Brown, Hill tier, which I don't necessarily disagree, but I still think it is going to be a massive help for Trevor Lawrence. So I think Lawrence takes that leap from like fringe QB1 production to now giving you mid-tier QB1 numbers. And I would not be surprised if like heading into the 2024 season, his ADP was within like a round of Joe Burrow. Right now you see him going like two, maybe three rounds after him. I think he can take that leap 
into like that elite pocket passer tier. Now the next breakout player I have here is going to be Rashad White. And as a college prospect, I was a big fan of Rashad White. He was a really strong pass catcher, had impressive college production over multiple seasons, had a strong kind of workhorse frame at six feet tall, 214 pounds. And then he got day two draft capital. So overall, I just thought he was a really solid college prospect. I will say his rookie season was a little bit underwhelming. Like you look at the counting stats and he racked up some decent receiving volume, but his efficiency was not great. He was negative in rushing yards over expected. He was 21st in yards per route run and then 29th in yards per reception. So he really wasn't efficient through the air or on the ground. I am kind of willing to give him like a little bit of a mulligan in that rookie season, just because the entire Bucks offense was pretty brutal last year. Um, you know, Byron Leftwich was just not it as the uh, offensive coordinator. And so after that season where he didn't necessarily flash as like, I'm going to be the future running back of this team, I did expect the Buccaneers to add competition, whether it was through the draft or maybe just bring in like a competent veteran in free agency. And they just did not. So it does kind of look like they're going to be invested in Rashad White for at least another season. I have very little concerns when it comes to guys on this depth chart. Like the current running back two, three, and four are uh, Chase Edmonds, Keyshawn Vaughn, and Patrick Laird. At one point in his career, Chase Edmonds was a really you know nice running back in the NFL, but it just seems like he fell off a cliff last year, started off with the Dolphins, completely fell out of their rotation, traded to the Broncos, and then couldn't even like work out a role in their backfield, and their backfield was all over the place. Keyshawn Vaughn has just been like a depth option for the Buccaneers over the last few seasons. And then Patrick Laird has pretty much done nothing. I will say they have Sean Tucker as an undrafted free agent, but like how weary am I going to be of an undrafted guy compared to a day two guy that they seem to like at this point? So behind Rashad White, this running back room is just pretty much non-existent. It's super weak. So when we're looking at like all the players in his ADP range, I feel like there's a lot of these running backs from like your mid-tier RB2s to your mid-tier RB3s, they're all kind of packed into the same range. And the argument for all these guys is that they can have some sort of three-down workload, right? Like not saying it's likely, but that's kind of like the upside you buy into when you draft them. I feel like of those guys, Rashad White is one of the ones that I think has the best shot of actually being a three-down back. He has the skill set. We saw it in college. And even last year, even though he wasn't efficient, was still involved as a pass catcher. He has the size, They haven't brought in competition for him. And if he is given a strong workload, I think he'll be a solid breakout option. And not saying it'll last throughout his entire career, but I think at the very least, he can be a breakout guy for this season where you're drafting him in redraft. Now, the fifth and final breakout player is going to be a little bit of a deeper dive, and it is going to be Elijah Moore. If you guys were with me heading into last season, I was very high on Elijah Moore heading into the season. And unfortunately, he just completely flopped. He regressed in like every major counting stat from 2021 to 2022, despite playing five more games last year. I mean, he really wasn't rosterable throughout the entire season, only averaged five and a half points per game. But after being traded to the Browns this offseason, I kind of feel like this is the year where he can actually be unleashed. This can be what we thought was going to be a last season for him. I'm pretty high on this Browns offense as a whole. Um, I am going to be betting on a bounce back from Deshaun Watson. I just don't think you can go from like a top five NFL quarterback for multiple seasons and then just turn into like hot garbage at the age of 28. You know, I think the suspension taking like a year and a half off 
I just think all those things really did not help Deshaun Watson as a player. I think he will have a bounce back here in 2023. Also, the Browns offseason moves suggest that they do want to go more pass heavy. They add Elijah Moore, draft Cedric Tillman, already a Donovan Peoples-Jones, and Amari Cooper on the roster. So we look at Elijah Moore. He was a super talented wide receiver prospect. He got really nice draft capital, picked second in the uh, second round. And then as a rookie, once he earned a starting spot, he averaged 20.1 PPR points per game in his last five games before he suffered a season-ending quad injury. So he was going on like an Amon Ra-esque run to end his rookie year. So I find it hard to believe that Elijah Moore can put up that type of production while dealing with really bad quarterback play and then just like not be a good NFL wide receiver. And that was his rookie season. So he's balling out, you know, prior to his injury with bad quarterback play in his first NFL season. All that tells me that he is a very talented player. I think his situation with the Jets last year just, you know, did not work out for either side. Um, So he now has a fresh start in Cleveland. The reports out of training camp have been strong. Obviously, you can't you know read too much into those, but he's currently being drafted as the wide receiver 52. I think he can easily come out, give you like a wide receiver three season, be someone you feel comfortable throwing in your flex. And I do think he has top 24 wide receiver upside, could be like a really solid wide receiver two right behind Amari Cooper. So those are going to be my five kind of young breakout options. Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Trevor Lawrence, Rashad White, and Elijah Moore. How are you guys feeling about these players? Do you think they're going to take that leap this year? Let me know down below. Thank you all for stopping by. Um, if you enjoyed, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Thank you all again, and I will see you in the next one.